Hey everybody, welcome to the Wolf 6 Actual Podcast. Today we are continuing our September conversations. If you're unfamiliar with September, um, it's really a, a celebration of community on Twitch. Uh, Twitch does this usually in the form of, um, you know, reduced subscriptions, right? A, a monetary way. Um, but, um, you know, I wanted to celebrate this month, the, the kind of true nature of it, which is celebrating the community. So it's another conversation with a community member. Uh, today is Hammered Hebrew. Uh, he works in um, security, uh, like kind of uh, cybersecurity. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We, we take the conversation to a lot of places. I hope you all enjoy. Thank you so much. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Wolf 6 Actual Podcast. Uh, we are continuing today's September conversations. Um, today's September conversation, we've got Hammered Hebrew. Uh, super cool dude. Uh, before I really started streaming, him and I have been hanging out in a bunch of different, you know, uh, Twitch chats. And the moment I started streaming, he's uh, been cool enough to come hang out with us. And he's earned the title of the stream manager. He is the manager. What's up, Hammered? Not much. Not much. Um, just forewarning, uh, my cat is in here and she's very opinionated. So if you hear a meow. What's your cat's just, name? It's Raven. Raven? yeah that's a that's awesome um all right why don't you get give us an intro tell us a little bit about yourself yeah uh, i guess i don't know what do you want to know uh whatever you want to tell us what do you uh, what can you say unless you're like a secret cia agent or, or assassin you know what do you want to do for what do you do for work i don't know background uh sure. favorite food or what what whatever you want whatever you want wherever you want to start this man sure Sure. So I guess I'll, I'll talk about what I do, because uh, that's probably more interesting than me dying in Tarkov a lot. Um, so <laughs> I um, I work for a power company, and I am in one of the security operations centers, um, and I help protect our section of the electric grid. Um, so critical infrastructure is what I do. Um, and it, it is very interesting. Um, and so I got into that. Uh, I went to school for security at Penn state. We are, um, Oh, you went, you went to Penn state. Yes, sir. Oh man. One of my best friends went to Penn state. She'd, she'd love you. She'd, 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 she'd love you. Okay. So, uh, Lots of stories from there that aren't related, but uh, had a good time. Uh, now season ticket holders for football. Not going this year though. Or how? Year, unfortunately. How close? So you're still in Pennsylvania then, because you're close enough to get to. Yeah. What, what's the name of the town that it's in? Uh, State College. State College. I was like, it's not College Station. I was like, that's that's me in Texas. But I was like, I know it's something to do with college in there. Okay, so State College is the city. Okay, so season ticket holder so you go back you party yeah. okay cool so we're about three and a half hours away so it's not too bad but uh leaving from the game when it's like a night game you get home around two or three a.m so that that can be rough but um yeah so got into security you know from uh college and then i interned at the company that i work now work at now i was interning in security and then I went to the utility side, worked there for a year and a half, two years, and then moved back to security. Uh, so 
yeah just how protecting. yeah how did how okay so like most people don't like wake up and say like i'm gonna go work tech security sure how what was how did you end up there what was the journey like to like get you to that point yeah so um it's actually really funny because i was talking to my parents about this this past weekend um i went to visit main campus and it's a gorgeous campus uh you know anyone's in pa and want to make a trip up to state college it's a gorgeous campus um and I was originally going to go for graphic design because I was taking a class in high school and I was really enjoying it, uh, but I wasn't good at it. So we got up there and the graphic design presentation was like, yeah, it starts with like 500 kids. And then, you know, by senior year, they whittle it down to 20. So it's super competitive. Um, and back in those days, you could choose two majors to... Uh, two colleges to look at yep and so i looked at college of art and design and then the college of um, ist which is information systems technology um and they had just built a brand new building for uh the ist stuff and it was really really nice um and that kind of intrigued me and my mom in all her wisdom was like hey why don't you like look into this a little more um and so i was like oh man this is really cool because they had um it's changed since i went to college but at the time they had like a a financial portion they had sure. a um, general security portion and then i forget what the third i think it was a compliance portion um so i went down the general security route um and at Penn State, you're required to have an internship uh, before you graduate. So I was in my senior year and I was having trouble finding an internship. Everything around me was um, either they had just filled the position or they weren't hiring and what have you, or they didn't need someone with my skills. Um, so a friend of a friend was like, hey, I work at this company. He's a contractor. So he put my name out there. And I get a call from the manager of the group that I ended up interning at, who was also a Penn State grad. There's that, you know, alumni network. Yep. Going going away. Yep. Um and he was like, hey, I saw you did this project uh, you know, in school. That's what we do literally every day. Do you want a job? And I'm like, yes. So um, that's how I ended up in security. Uh, and that's how I ended up in security for a power company. Okay. Like what? It's like what? what? <laughs> I, I, it, the problem is I don't know much about cybersecurity. Right. It's and okay. I feel like most people don't like I feel like that is a very buzzwords not the right word like it is like from now till the rest of time it is now a household name yeah. because and it's only gonna get worse right and especially as things like neuralink start to happen like um 
it feels like it's going like life feels a lot like ghost in the shell in the sense that like cybersecurity is the most important thing because cybersecurity like with one hack everything is toppled right or with one and especially because you're working for a power company like that is one a high target i imagine two the stakes are very high so i guess like what do you do different than probably your average like internet user for your own personal stuff it's actually funny that you asked that because i'm lazy and i don't do much different uh you know i just know what i should click on and what i shouldn't click on um i use a password manager um, okay but yeah as for like like so in my field there are some people who you know segment their home networks which means you know they have firewalls behind their router and stuff like that um I don't do that because, like I said, I'm lazy uh, and I don't have the room, but um, there are people who do. But the biggest thing is, like, if you want to know the easiest thing to do, it's to make a long password. So, like, you don't have to change it that right, often, but right, if it's, right. like, a passphrase, that's, like, the general consensus in the industry now is a passphrase is more secure than changing your password every 90 days or you know however sure 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 just because whatever they're used to crack the more the, the more characters just the like more difficult so like exponent right. like it's it's almost like each character it almost becomes exponentially more difficult because now you're adding another combination to it another combination like it so to crack it it becomes far more difficult um Okay, there was actually a really good question. So since we're still talking about like college and stuff, um, sure. True Camo in chat said he's actually really interested in cybersecurity, wants to get into it, has no idea where to start. Now that you've done that journey yourself and you're actually like working and doing it, like how where where do you where would you suggest someone start this journey into cybersecurity? Yeah, so um, I guess my question would be is your major related to cybersecurity? um and if not that's fine because you can self-teach um if it is you know um just start I, I don't know if your college university or you know what have you has an internship program but if it does uh use that um if it doesn't the student affairs people should be criminal justice. Okay. Um, so if you don't have an internship people it, or internship program, even if it's not tech related, not a big deal. Um, reach out to your uh, student affairs people and they should have like a job network or something like that. Most colleges have that. Um, but the other thing is, so you're in, criminal justice i mean what i do every day is like we get an event that causes an alert that alert then spawns an investigation so if you have those investigative skills as long as you have the curiosity and stuff to um you know critical think through problems uh you'll be fine so you have the skill set. It's just a matter of getting your foot in the door. 
Um, easiest way to do that is either if you have CrimJ, maybe start a, a you know police or some sort of law enforcement work with their cyber team. Or if you want to go more broad, easier route, start at the help desk. Help desk is really important because they touch literally every facet of an organization. And then typically from there, once people have spent a few years in the help desk, they move to sysadmin. So you can get to learn like Windows, Linux more in depth. And then from there, people usually transfer from security or from there to security. Um, you mentioned like self-taught. How many yeah. people, like how many of your coworkers are, went to school like you did? And then, because anytime you're dealing with tech, there's always like, there's always a path of just having taught self-taught your code and just being really smart and like knowing, and, and from my understanding, cybersecurity has like some pretty set protocols. So learning those protocols, like are most people that you work with, or at least people you know of, similar route to you or is there a lot of people that just like i fucking was 19 or 16 or 15 and just taught myself how to code and just kind of ended up here yeah so the vast majority of people that i work with um i work with i work at a fortune 150 company so you know the vast majority of people who i work with have gone to school however there are people who either did not go to school for security or did not go to school at all um didn't go to college uh, but they graduated high school and then taught themselves um and those people are honestly better security people in my experience than people like me who went to college that's fair i mean one <clears throat> you have to be pretty driven to just yeah. like put down the fucking video game that you're playing and then being like, all right, let's go, let's go figure this out. Right. And right. like, I think a lot of people that from that world, and I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of people from that side of security also hack also, and not like nef nefarious or bad hacking, but a lot of them learn to hack properly. So you kind of can reverse engineer a lot of the work. And I, I just feel like, there's a lot of just what, what there's general interest. It's not like you stumbled upon it. It's like you went out and sought and, and searched for it. Yeah. Um, yes. So not everything with security is hacking, um, but that is part of it. So like my team, we don't do any hacking per se, um, but you know, we know enough to get our hands dirty. But sure, that's not sure. part of our day job. No, and that's, I just felt like a lot, it's like your, it's like the origin stories, right? Of kind of like yeah. a self coder is kind of like you, you just started poking around in Linux, right? And you just started like, you watched a cool movie, you watched The Matrix, you watched Mr. Robot, I guess now this younger generation watched Mr. Robot and it's like, that's fucking cool. And then like, now they're poking around, they're exploring and, then it's like, oh, wait, how would I counter that? Or how would I defend against that? Or in order to hack, you kind of already have to know what some of the defenses are to poke through and whatnot. I feel, again, this is like my own intuition and like just knowing people in the tech field. So you making that comment that someone who's self-taught is usually a little bit more experienced or a little bit better. 
we'll we'll put that in parentheses. I feel like that's because that's that was their that was their journey to get where they were. Um yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I've been lucky enough that uh my my employer pays for some very expensive certifications. Yep. Um and so uh this you know more experienced security guys in here might know uh SANS. Um so SANS is a cybersecurity training organization. Um and I've gotten two certs through them. Their classes are like outrageously expensive, like seven, eight thousand dollars a class. Wow. Yeah. And so my employer foots the bill for that, which is extremely generous. So a class like that, what, like, what are you kind of learning in it? Like what's, and what are some of the advantages and like, also why are they able to put like a price tag like that on it? So, um, that SANS is unique in the fact that they have people who write the courses and they also have a certifying body under them. Um, the certifying body is called GIAC, G-I-A-C. Um, and so the courses are written to help you pass the test. Um, but it's, well, actually, I guess it's the other way around. The, the test is written on the courses. Got it. Um, okay, okay. And so these are people who have jobs in the industry and they're, um, you know, experts. Uh, they know their shit. Um, and so it depends on the course, obviously. So I have um, an industrial control systems certification. Um and then I have an incident handling certification. Incident is a like, if you will, a reserved word in cybersecurity for like when shit happens and everything is bad. What? Um. Let's let's talk like kind of just industry, big picture, life concerns, like where where do you think cybersecurity is heading like what how, like the world around how is the world around us changing with that's an easy going? easy yeah. answer easy answer preventing ransomware that is 100% where the industry is going because right now that's the easiest way for criminals and governments to make money <clears throat> um but okay so how that's not like that's very difficult right because that's it depends okay um so there are different ransomwares um the really scary ones are the wormable ones so a ransomware being wormable means it can transfer from computer to computer or server to server by itself it doesn't need to trigger anything um that's the like wanna cry. Uh I think not Petcha was wormable too. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But um yeah, so ransomware is like the hot ticket item right now. 
Um, and the scary part is there are ransomwares now designed for like industrial control systems. So all your critical infrastructure. Right. I, th I feel like a lot of the most notable ones have been like schools, city governments, local governments. Like there have been some big people that have been hit by ransomwares. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, the Russians, well, I guess I can't say the Russians cause we don't technically know for sure, but it's like a, uh, open secret. Um, oh man, back, what was it? 20, I don't know, a couple years ago. doesn't matter. Um, WannaCry was released, um, and it was meant to... Uh, attack Ukraine and so it did and then from Ukraine it spread to the rest of the globe um, they shut down Maersk the shipping giant uh, just caused billions and billions of dollars of damages um, so the easiest way to prevent ransomware is one patch your computers well first off i guess back up back up stuff and then patch your computers um if you patch your servers and computers the holes that were there won't be there they used um a hole in smb which is a native windows program slash service um for file sharing um and so at the time SMB v2 was out, uh, but v1 was vulnerable for this exploit. Um, and a lot of people just didn't update SMB because they never thought, you know, people would exploit it. Um, so yeah, patch and backup. That's how you prevent ransomware. Um, so There's a with, with, with what you have, what you've done, where do you, where do you want to take your career? Like what's, what's your next big goals? Like what, what would you like to accomplish? Um, so that's actually a really good question because I, uh, accomplished what I had set out for myself, um, which was just to get like financially stable, um, to the point where I was comfortable and, you know, I can provide for my wife and potentially a kid in a couple of years. So I'm there. Um, and I didn't really have a goal for myself. And then as luck or fate or whatever would have it, my manager just left the company. Um, so I guess, uh, that's next. Hopefully. I don't know. Well, that's exciting. Long-term, do you see your, like, do you see yourself making your own company? Do you see yourself jumping ship? Do you just want to ride this ride till it's out? Like, I imagine there's a lot of money, private sector, especially if you can get the clientele to build so, on your own. But like, where do you, yeah, curious on your thoughts. Yeah. Um, staying with the company, like long-term would be sick. Um, especially if things stay the way they are right now, because I have a pension, which fair, is fair, very cool, you know, um, you know, plus other decent benefits. Sure. Um, but 
I don't think things are going to stay the way they are. Uh, but, you know, um, if an opportunity were to come from outside the company, I mean, you know, I'd definitely consider it. But uh, there's nothing jumping out at me right now, you know, so. Yeah. Also, as for starting my own business, I don't know. Um, I didn't do well in accounting, so like. No, I, just, I, I was just curious because <laughs> there there is, this is an industry where there's a lot of money or there, there yeah. can be a lot of money, right? Yeah. I'm sure, like you said, you, your goal was to get financially stable, but I mean, every business, and I know you said it's a Fortune 150 company, but when you just think of every major company out there needs that and i'm sure that even really big companies get even outside advice and like consultants like i i'm just sure it's like a monster industry that like it's a snowball running downhill right now and it's not even as big as what it's really gonna be and let's say two years three years five years 10 years 15 20 years from now Uh, she, she brings up a good point. If we start getting into the nitty gritty, I, uh, will have to maybe, maybe pass on some questions because no, you're we good. do, we do have regulation. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of money in the industry. Um, a lot of consultants. And so you see like, uh, PWC, Accenture, Deloitte, you know, all the right, all, all the, yeah, and that's like I said, there's all of those, and then I'm sure that if you get a reputation, like if you just put on LinkedIn, like hammered Hebrew consulting, right, of like cybersecurity, like I, I just, I, I think it's just, it, it's there's only going to be greater investments from everyone on top yeah. of like the people we mentioned, and yeah, in regards to space, that's why I'm like, I'm avoiding very site specific job specific stuff i'm more just talking kind of industry trends what you're seeing because yeah. yeah. um i'm sure you can answer on a lot of that stuff um so don asked a good question do you see the industry splitting off from in-house cybersecurity to its own corporation so it depends it depends on the size of the uh org it depends on you know who the customer is um because currently uh, there's both. Um, so I work in house and then for other companies, there's what's called uh, MSPs, which are managed service providers. Um, and those MSPs handle alerts and logs from uh, their aggregators, their log aggregators. And uh, so it just depends on the company. Um, for bigger organizations, it makes more sense to have in-house because it's just easier. And uh, in my mind, it's better uh, not to knock MSPs, but like they're not going to be as good as in-house professionals ever because you're not their only customer. Um, what do you do for fun, man? Like, this seems like a very stressful job. I'm um, sure day in, day out. And I guess day in, day out is probably not stressful, but like when shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan, right? So like, what do you do to blow off steam? Like, what do you do for fun? 
Yeah, I uh, I played Tarkov, which is probably not great, uh, considering. <laughs> um, and then uh, I like to play golf uh, when there's not COVID around. Go to football games. Um, what's uh, what what do you what do you what are you hitting on the what with your sticks right now? What's your um, uh, what's your numbers? I'm bad, so I don't keep score. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, do you go when you play? Do you go eighteen or you go you go nine when you will play? I usually go nine because I usually go after work. Cool, so just just a nice. Do you, well nine. You probably just you just walk it right. Do you walk it or do you get a cart for nine? Um, I get a cart just because it's twenty one bucks for nine holes in a cart. Sure. So. All right. So you're just just cruising <laughs> around, just yeah. hitting your sticks, having a okay. That see that takes a lot of the stress out of golf i find golf i i get so frustrated with golf you want to know the easiest way to re remove the stress from playing golf yeah tell play me by your, play by yourself you play by yourself it is one of the most peaceful experiences uh out there um you know you're you're essentially in very well curated nature um especially if you go around dinner time five or six it's you know all the sweaties all the all the real golf golf players are kind of abandoned they're they're doing they've, they're they're long right. gone right it's uh it's nice it's nice when did you uh when did you tr when did you find when did you start playing golf when was like uh when did you really start to get into golf so I was into golf in middle school. My dad had, you know, got me into golf cause he played a lot. Um, and there was like a, a minors program through our high school cause we had a golf team. Um, so that's when I started playing and then college happened and I didn't play golf at all. Um, and then I, I don't know, I guess, probably a year or two ago well yeah someone was like hey you want to go golfing and i was like i completely forgot i had my own clubs and so once i or once i was reminded of that i guess um i've just been i try to go once a week during the summer and if i can go more i will but um all right so you so you, so you play golf you are married when yes. where did you meet where did you when did you get married like what's what's that journey been like for you so uh yeah as most people probably know i met my wife <laughs> via subway um i had a really good friend who worked at subway and he was like hey you know there's this cute girl there um i think you would like her and so he brought her over to our house. Uh, we all just hung out at our house in college. Um, and so he brings her over and he brings me outside with him. It's like middle of winter at this point. Uh, so it's freezing outside. Um, brings me outside and says, hey, this is uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, this is Andrew. And then he leaves. And I'm like, oh, 
hey. And that's pretty much all I say to her that night. Uh, so wait, he did like the old, the old like. Have meet, you met him? Yeah, exactly. I was, like, I was thinking of the old Ted Mosby. He did yeah, the old yeah. Ted Mosby. Of, yep. Hey, have you met my friend Hammered? And then he yeah. just like walks just out, just completely gone. Yep. So I just didn't talk to her for the rest of the night. Wait, you didn't? Um, why didn't you talk to her? I don't know, because it was weird. And so then, wait, he invites you. He invites both of you over. Well, no. So or, he came over to my house. Okay. 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 So, okay. So, so he brings her to your house <clears throat> yeah then he just says he introduces and then leaves uh no well he left me outside with her okay okay, okay. And I, I was like okay um so you know they came inside i think her and a friend came over because like it's a young woman being invited over to yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that makes sense that know. makes sense hey a couple of uh, us are hanging out why don't you come over and, and it's like all right i'll bring i'll bring sally whatever that's a term yeah. name. i'm gonna bring yeah, julie yeah. okay cool and then like julie and then come over okay got it got it got it um so the next oh so it had to have been like february early late january early february because the next time she came over, we had a Super Bowl party. Um, her favorite team is Seahawks, and I think the Seahawks were playing Denver that year, and they absolutely crushed them. Um, so at the time, she had just gotten there, and we were just hanging out. Um, and my one friend, who ended up being the best man at her wedding, um, was like making buffalo chicken dip. I like that you remember that. I like that you remember that uh, like the the level of detail. I'm sure your wife appreciates it, but I'm 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 impressed by the level of detail. Well, it's hard to forget because this is the second time that she had come over and she goes up to him and he go she goes that's not going to work cuz he was making it in the crock pot. And so he had just put it in like when when everyone was getting sat down you need like a couple hours for buffalo chicken dip to be made in the crock pot um so <laughs> she goes that's not gonna work you need to just put it in a pan and put it in the oven and so she's giving him like the third degree on his buffalo chicken dip so i go to defend him um because we were pretty good friends obviously because he was my best man um but so I go to his defense and that's how we started talking because I was defending my buddy from this onslaught of questioning and uh Okay. So your wife who knows how to cook calls yeah. your friend an idiot in short yeah, in, in short. Yeah, and you're like, "Hey man, he's not an idiot." And and she's like, "Well, you're an idiot now for thinking he's not an idiot, right?" And so that okay, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's how it started. Um, is she from like the pack Northwest? Is that why she's a Seahawk fan? No. Um, I, I actually, I think she just liked the colors. I, I can't remember why exactly, but I think it was, I, I respect team. that. I respect like, that. The Seahawks have good jerseys. Um, but no, she's from near state college. 
Because that my next question was like, okay, maybe you know, with Pete Carroll there, maybe like UFC. Like I know me being from SoCal, there definitely was some Seahawk fans that came about from Pete Carroll being yeah. being there. So that's why I was curious that. So you like sports? We get yes. golf in. You play some video games, and you work in cybersecurity, the, like those crazy stressful job. What does your wife does, does does your wife work right now? And like, is she like? Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's a nurse at the local hospital. You two have the two. How how does this household decompress? You two have the two most fucking stressful jobs. I don't care what kind of a nurse you are right yeah. now, especially with COVID. Like you're like they're fucking heroes always. But especially right now with COVID, like shit is crazy. So like, what do you two do for fun to decompress to like everything? Yeah. Um, she doesn't really have a good way of decompressing. Like I've started to try and get her to go golfing with me, which is fun. Um, but you can't do that year round. Um, we... <laughs> You know, like when we go on date nights and stuff, or like we just went mini golfing. Um, and uh, yeah, she reads a lot. She she loves to read, actually. Um, she watches a lot of TV. And that's decompressing. Um, that's decompressing. Yeah. Just because you don't do that, okay? Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, reading reality reading for TV. Sure. Reality TV or like. Yeah, like she she loves uh, below, below deck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love your wife. Your wife, your wife's um, good people. You know what, Hammered? You are an idiot. All right, I'm gonna go back to that <laughs> Buffalo. Drink. You're an idiot. Your wife is. I, I, you know what? I see, I see all the signs. She knew how to cook buffalo chicken, and she watches quality, quality television. Below yeah. deck and below med, quality yep. television. She, she watches. Both what's, what's her favorite Real Housewives? Do you know? Well, I don't know that she watches Real Housewives, but Ooh, okay, okay, okay. She, she did watch Vanderpump Rules, so I would say Lisa Vanderpump is probably love Vanderpump. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Well, she has to have yeah. She she she's dabbled in Real Housewives. All right, that's yeah. that's your homework. I need to I need to know what her favorite Real Housewives is because even if she doesn't really watch it, there's like yeah, she's yeah. got some favorite elements at least to that. Um, million dollar listing, New York. Yes or no? Uh, not so much of the house shows. Beyond, okay, 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 beyond okay. that stuff on Bravo, we watch a lot of Food Channel. Okay, okay. What's what's the favorite Food Network show? Chopped uh, or? So we watch a lot of Chopped. Uh, Guys, Grocery Games, right? So uh, good, so good. I I like Beat Bobby Flay. Okay, um, okay. But Bobby Flay wins far too much. I mean, um, yeah, it's like. Very few people on earth are going to be able to be like a very high, well esteemed chef, yeah, who is very talented and just like you're right, you know, like, yeah, that's that's understandable. I mean, he was like an iron chef too, so it's like when you're on that caliber, like, what who who could actually beat Bobby Flay, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Iron Chef, I need them to bring Iron Chef back because. That was by far one of my favorite TV shows. You're so good. Um, um so yeah. also like 
like Morimoto's restaurants are so good. Have you ate at any of Morimoto's restaurants before? I haven't. Um, so I wanted to go actually a little while ago. We uh, went to dinner in Philly with my parents. Um, and Morimoto has a restaurant there. And that was one of the ones I suggested, but it was too sushi forward, uh, which is fine. But yeah, I <laughs> love sushi forward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so my mom doesn't eat sushi. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah. All right, I have I have two suggestions. Then one, he's got a phenomenal ramen spot in New York. So if okay. you ever are with mom in New York, that is an option. Okay. Walt Disney World Morimoto is very non-sushi forward and phenomenal also. So I actually, um, that's where I proposed. At Walt Disney you. World? Yeah. No way. The yeah. fuck? Hammered. All right, where? I need to hear uh, it. I need to hear, give me this whole, I need to hear this whole story. So mostly when I do this, I don't rip off any parts of yours. Cause I, I can't, you'll, you'll. You and Iron Man will will never let me hear the end of this. So give me I need to know everything here. I proposed to her on a boat. Um and so I rented a boat. They have a fireworks cruise. Um over Magic Kingdom or Epcot? Magic Kingdom. Okay, so you're at MK. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. But we stayed in the yacht club cuz we're fancy. Oh yeah. That that's security money. Okay, I got it. Yeah. I got it. All right. Um, so we went down during food and wine because obviously oof, oof, good times, did, which is also why we stayed at Epcot. Yeah, like, that's why uh, you want to be right there. That's the closest yeah. one to Epcot, just right there. That little brisk yeah. little walk there is pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So I think I had it planned for Tuesday. We got there on Sunday, and I figured Monday. You know, it'd be kind of obvious. So I wanted to give that a little suspense. So I planned it for the Tuesday of that week. Wait, did she had to have known you were doing this, no. though, right? Really? She, she really? Yeah, but like she she didn't know. Okay, and okay, like, okay. So the whole week up to that point, I was going through different security lines uh, from her because <laughs> I would whisper to the security guard, like, hey, don't run and drown in the bag too much. There's a ring in there. Just like, you know, chill out. Because <laughs> uh, I, well, so I didn't want to leave it in the hotel room just in case, right? So I wanted the ring with me at all times because it was fucking expensive. You didn't trust uh, it in the safe? You, you didn't trust your ring in the safe at the yacht club at Disney World. So, okay, here's something you need to know about security people we're kind of paranoid. A little bit like a healthy dose of paranoia butthole is the best safe true true i didn't i wasn't heavy into tarkov then though so you know i, I didn't i didn't have the, the it didn't cross knowledge. your head yeah it didn't it yeah, didn't yeah. cross your head it wasn't the first place to go all right all right um but i guess the the other thing is like i also didn't think about the safe you know because i was too preoccupied on like I'm going to propose to this girl this week. Um, Were you using the safe for any other thing? No. 
See, that would have been the first place I would have went okay. to because no, right. who uses a safe? My Whoa. my okay. fiance, listen. well, at that time, listen. my girlfriend at the time is not going to use the safe. All right. The safe's well, unused. In, it's in open. Your, it's right in there. Your, in your Disney proposal story, you can, well, that's the other thing. <laughs> if it's open and then it's closed, like, she's going to notice. No, she's not. No. Well, okay. All right. Whatever. In your Disney proposal story, you can use the safe. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so day of your, did you go to magic kingdom that day or were you going to Epcot or like, were you going to one of the other parks throughout the day, day I'm of like Tuesday think, of, I think we went to Epcot that day. All right. So you're doing um, food and wine. Yeah. All right. You're going around the food stands for everyone who doesn't know food and wine. Basically uh, Epcot has special events. One is flower and garden where it's like springtime, so they do a bunch of topiaries. Everything is like Disney characters out of flowers and hedges, and it looks gorgeous. And they have these little food stands that you can go there, and it's at each country, and they have a food type and beverages specific to that country. So, for instance, Canada, yes, you can get your poutine, and then for their beverages, they have like ice wines that are native to there. Japan ramen sake etc they do this for food and wine it's called the food and wine festival there are bands like i've seen hansen and i've seen fuck um uh like an a 90s rock grungish band i've seen there um so they'll have like concerts like boys to men usually comes etc that's what food and wine is yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And so just to give a background, more of a background, um, Epcot is an amusement park, but it also has uh, during the year when it's not food and wine, there's lots and lots of countries where they have restaurants in there and the little huts I don't think are there no. normally. Food stands are only there for the special events, but to your yeah. point, there are restaurants, there are various things in every single country that you can eat at. That's very neat. Um, and Canada also has belay, which is what you should be getting. I'm just, I'm just going, I just taught my, listen, the only <laughs> thing I really want to mention was the ice wines. Yeah. When I had oh, the yeah. ice wines there at food and wine, I became a wine fan. I had never oh, really nice. drank wine until that point. And then I had ice wines and I was like, oh, I can ice like wine. wine. And yeah. then it just opened the door and now I can have some reds and I can have some whites and I, but it was like the first moment where I had wine. And again, ice wines are so sweet that it just felt like yeah. a sugar drink. It like, I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in. Um, so they give you like a passport as well. So you go around and you know, you get your stamp and uh, it's, it's neat. If you, if, anyone in chat has chance to go it's like usually in october um definitely do it um okay so so we're here we're we're yeah. we're doing food and wine yeah where do you enter for this cruise like where 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 what how how do we get to the proposal here yeah so we had dinner at this italian place uh in like the boardwalk area um near yacht club slash beach club um and then you know i was like you know just nice it's you know we're going to i told her it was a dessert cruise and there's gonna be other people there um 
So we get there, and I think it was at, oh, man, where was it at? It was a boat launch at, oh, what's the what's the hotel right outside of Magic Kingdom? Well, you've I'm got Polynesian, to... you've got Grand the Grand Floridian, the... which is... And then the the there's a contemporary. So those are the ones that are it was, like, it was, yeah, it was the contemporary. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so we we left from the contemporary on the boat. Uh, she then found out it wasn't a dessert cruise and was kind of disappointed by that. Oh but wow! So so to... initial letdown, initial letdown of like, yeah, oh, that's okay. Though. I wanted fucking Disney desserts, you lion sack of hammered Hebrew. Yeah. Okay, okay. I. Uh, I knew that was going to happen. That was a calculated risk. Um, but I had to, you know, coerce her into like agreeing to be on the boat. Right. Right. And a cover story. Cause like, if I was, if I said it's going to be us on a boat, like that's a dead giveaway. Sure. Um, so yeah, it was just us two and the lady driving the boat. And we went out and we saw, um, fireworks and like during the fireworks it was one of the special fireworks nights because it was a tuesday so it was a party night okay uh, so i guess to explain that um during events they have party nights um and so the fireworks shows are different and for uh i'm guessing halloween was it around halloween you know, it was probably it the was ha halloween. halloween one yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah exactly okay. so so that was the party going on um and yeah the fireworks show was crazy so we did that and then i proposed and you know it was cool uh and we left i don't know that's kind of lackluster but like it's not lackluster know. dude that is that is in, <laughs> that is like lackluster was like yeah uh we had no, a, I mean, a barbecue I mean, and family was around and i just got down on my knees and then proposed like no, no, and no, and not, that's not, not lackluster. I don't want to say anyone that did that. Like I'm just saying, like you not went to Disney like, World and yeah. you did that. Like I'm that, saying, my description of it is lackluster. Okay, well, that's. I mean, it's also very <laughs> difficult to explain Disney World to someone who hasn't been to Disney World. Yeah, and like that's I really understand bad. every like I'm I can read between the lines, but it's also there's a lot of lines to discuss for anyone that's yeah. like just has never been there before yeah, um so, have you guys been back like when when was that that was uh october of 2019 so we haven't had it oh yeah with coven everything yeah, yeah yeah but she wants to go back like my plan was like and this terrible, but my plan was to like make it so good that like she wouldn't want to go back to like not ruin it what but, like what well, are you so, talking about no right, so here's here's why because like I'm never going to be able to like make anything as good as that ever again. So I was like, this is, this is the Disney trip to end all Disney trips. Right. No. Um, no. but yeah, so she wants to go back and we're going to go back at some point because uh, no, because it's not that it's not about me. It's not about upping it. You're, yeah. you're going to have just as good of a time, if not a better time. Cause there's really great nostalgia there when you do food and wine or flower and garden, you're, when you're walking around Epcot, like, it's not about upping it. It's about yeah. it's it's layering, right? It's it's your sure. layering sure. experiences to be like just to make things a little bit better. So like that's where your your thinking was flawed, especially if she sure. likes 
amusement parks yeah. or like likes that. If she like didn't like amusement parks, then I would understand it. But you also wouldn't have proposed her if she didn't like amusement yeah, yeah. parks or that. So yeah. So yeah, we'll be going back this time probably for Christmas because that's what you really want. Oh, to do. it is so good. It is I so the deck, dude. The but... decorations are next level for Christmas. Well, um, anything Disney does is next right. Level. Right. I'm just saying it's like it is. Yeah, it is magical. It is magical. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What's your favorite ride then, and what's her favorite ride? Um, I am a big Space Mountain fan. Um, have Have you been to Disneyland in California, or only in to Disney World? Only Disney World. You have to go to Disneyland. That Space Mountain is fucking ten x next level. Really? Because it, yeah, because they renoed it probably like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago or something. So okay. it is just, it is incredible. There's okay. like this drum. I don't want to spoil much, but there's like a drum and bass track. It's like, it oh, is. It's 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 a fun time. It is a really fun time, especially if you love Space Mountain. Okay, I don't know that she has a favorite ride yet, just because we didn't we. <sighs> I think we were only there for five days because of her schedule with the hospital. Um, I think at that point she was working every other weekend, so we can only do short. <laughs> That's so time. rough. What is yeah. um? What's do you get a healthy amount of vacation time with with what you do? Uh yeah, yeah. I get. Uh, I'm trying to think, but yeah, I get I get probably about a month or so. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's like that's a that's a good amount to kind of sprinkle around everywhere. Um yeah. okay, so she's she went to New York for school. Is she from Pennsylvania also though, or did you guys just decide Pennsylvania was like No, she didn't go to New York. She she went to Penn State as well. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um What what like are you born and raised in Pennsylvania though? Um I was Okay. <laughs> Technically, yes. Uh, okay. First couple of years of my life was in Delaware, but okay. Uh, so most of it. Okay. Okay. No, I, so, I'm the the yeah. like it just can be a really harsh place. Like it's like it can be very cold. It can be like, and you have options. I'm sure in your line of work, like you didn't you you and and her being a nurse, like there's places you can go, but like. Anywhere in Pennsylvania can get like like winters are really brutal. They can be, yeah. Right, like winters are brutal, and so that's why I was just curious. Like, I mean, anywhere on the East Coast, I guess is it, it gets pretty bad there. But outside of like really? Florida, but like who want? I I would not want to live in Florida. <laughs> so I understand uh, that also. Georgia can be okay, but you know, same thing for Florida. It's yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's you're gonna be you're looking at humidity, like yeah. that portion of the South. If you're there, like it's, it's, it's going to, yeah, it's its own version of rough at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be, it depends on the winter, honestly, because we've had really mild winters. Uh, there were days where it was like 80 in February, but I think that's more global warming than anything. Um, yeah, it, it depends on the winter because you know, we'll, some winters will get four feet of snow or some winters will, you know, get nothing. Um, the one time I was in Florida for work and the only storm we got that 
winter came that week. So, so you missed it. Yeah. That's you lucky. <laughs> yeah. Was it, how mad was your wife? How mad was your wife when you just completely missed that storm? She, you know, she didn't really, you know, care. She okay. was just, she hates when I travel just because she doesn't like being alone at the house. I get that. I get that. But yeah. Yeah. I get that too. How often do you have, how often do you travel with work? Um, it's usually only once or twice a year. Obviously I haven't traveled in a couple years, but yeah, not, not too often. Um, training conferences is usually what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, with cyber. So, so what, what do you think will be, you're going back to cybersecurity just cause I'm, 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 I'm fascinated by the world of cybersecurity. How yeah. do you, where do you view consumer? What consumer products do you, or, or processes or like, what do you think from a consumer level is going to really change um, mm -hmm. when it comes to like on the cybersecurity front? Um, I think, or at least I hope, um privacy is where advances are going to be made um i think gdpr is a step in the right direction um but yeah i i, I hope that's where that's where advances are made do you do you think that will happen and, and i say that only because you know we're here in the u.s and like um I don't want to get too political, but I would say the biggest attack on the U.S. Constitution has been on personal privacy and really are probably like what Fourth and Fourth Amendment, right? Rights. So with with Patriot Act and subsequent yeah. acts. So like, do you do you see a world where privacy is more adopted here in the U.S.? Because granted globally globally you're pretty much always have eyes on you but there are a lot more security measures of like cookie tracking and just a lot of different tracking things that are disallowed in the eu than they yeah. are allowed here in the u.s um do you see the u.s like do you think the u.s would go for that so yes and no Okay. Um, I think there's two sides to that coin. One being the government side, which is Patriot Act. Um, and that is, in my mind, uh, an, a gross overreach. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Will the government give up the Patriot Act? Probably not. But at the same time, they're not selling the data and openly influencing the political landscape with that data. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, so then there comes GDPR, which more affects the private side. Um, and like I said, I think GDPR is a step in the right direction. Um, and I think, I think that, the U.S. needs to adopt the 
fine structure that GDPR has, which is a percentage of a company's income rather than a flat fee. Um, because right now, companies in the US are like, I mean, I'm getting outside of privacy here, but I think it's relevant because that's how you stop companies from doing stuff in the US is finding them. Um, right now, they're, their executives are saying, well, it's going to cost us less to pay this fine than to like stop doing what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, we, we just need a lot of just reworking of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's just, um, it's, it's this interesting world where especially when, the like the government doesn't want to so far the government has not wanted to put their foot down on anything because it's it's kind of a fine line for the government right when they're kind of well, have like a they have a blank check to for data in particular data um also lobbying and everything like companies are loving this mass data that they're getting right right between right ads between just everything it does for them no there's no incentive right now for anyone out there to want to give that up and i feel like americans aren't we haven't started really pounding our chest nearly enough um on on both public and private sector on on data and tracking and everything yeah so uh, a few points on that. Um, one, I think, and like you touched on it, I think until you get money out of politics, like essentially legal bribery, which is what lobbying is, um, you're not going to get that meaningful change. Um, the other thing is, I mean, what was, I think I lost my train of thought. Do you think in our lifetime we will see some real improvement? Um, oh, that was that was the other thing. So uh, to go back to the previous point, uh -huh. um, we we can't agree on anything, you know, between ourselves as right. citizens right now. So, and I think that will change in the future because I I think that comes in waves. Um, but um, do I think I'll see any change until? we as a populace can put aside our differences uh i don't think we're going to see much of a change in anything yeah it's uh i i this is just stuff that i think about a lot in my my head of just we're in such a it's it's so sad that we can't be on the same page as something like net neutrality data tracking like something so fundamentally not good, right? Or or even something like the Patriot Act, right? I mean, it's been 20 years-ish of yeah. that and, again, subsequent acts and all the things that have followed the Freedom Act, like, all of those. But it's like, um, I, don't, I don't know really what more of a breaking of an amendment or breaking of something in our, in our Constitution and people 
like have no issue with it. You know, I've had some, some serious conversation and debates of like, well, they're not, they're not seizing my, you know, they're not seizing property of mine. And I, I'm like, no, they are like, they're taking lots of digital, you know, of your, your whole footprint, your whole digital footprint is being seized without any probable cause. And they're like, well, I mean, it's not physical property. And I'm like, right. I just, it's. Or, yeah. or the people who say, well, if, you know, you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear, but like, that's not the point. Right. But, but also like, if anyone's going to sell my data, why shouldn't it be me? Like, why shouldn't I be making a profit off my data? You know what I mean? And there's been some companies that have tried to do that, like where you can upload receipts and different things from your email to, to do it. But there's just so much tracking that it's like, I don't know. I, I it, we're in a really rough spot that like, I don't like what happens to Facebook. If, if there was legislator that you couldn't track data, what do you, does Facebook, is that like Facebook the fall of Rome? That's what I yeah. say. Does that, is that the fall of Rome? You think right there? So I think for people in chat uh, who may not be as educated on this stuff, just because it's not like, it's not, it's not at the forefront of your everyday life. Like it's there, but it's not something that everyone thinks about. If a service or a program is free, you are the product. Fair. Yeah. And I mean, especially with Instagram, like that's what like the, the, the joke that has risen in the last few years, like, Oh, I was just talking about, uh, I was just talking about some, some country. It's like, Oh, I'm getting ads now to go to that, to, to go on a, a trip to that country or like, Oh, I was talking about canoes the other day and all of my ads now are about canoes and buying right. a canoe or a kayak or go rent a kayak. Like, I know it's become a joke, but that's really because of data tracking. And if you Google something, then it's all the cookies are getting tracked and on your, whether your Facebook app or your Instagram app or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, now you have targeted ads. It goes further than that though. Because like, okay, so your phone has location data. And if your phone has location data, then so does your friend's phone. And so now Facebook has two points of data on where you were and who you were near. So they know who to serve this ad to doubly, right? Like, so they can serve an ad to two people because if they hear one person talking about it, or if they right, send right. that one person is talking about it, they know that since you were near that person, um, and they also know that, Hey, if your friends on Facebook, you're probably friends in real life. Um, now they know that they can serve that ad twice. Yeah, it's it's that and it's that similar interest, right? Because most people you're friends with, they're in your community with, like you're similar people. You know, like you you know, at least usually if you're in the same household or same apartment, you have probably relatively the same resources and you have you know, so they're able right. to really data profile in a way that is very intricate and has not been Again, it's just, it's it's an evolution of where we've been at now. Yeah, and then we put like smart devices in our home, like Amazon Alexas or 
uh, Google Homes, and those are listening all the time. With with again, when we move back to the Patriot Act and all the things, like yeah, you 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 you've you've given you've given a lot of people ears into your home now that yeah. have never been there before. Yeah. So like I have an Alexa and you can go into the app and look at stuff that Alexa has heard that thought it was the keyword, but then realized it wasn't. And so it's like, Oh, well, you are a security guy with an Alexa. Yeah, I know that I don't even have, I don't have anything like that in my home. I don't have anything directly recording. I mean, it doesn't matter. I have like, I mean, fuck, I'm talking to this microphone that's connected to the internet. But like, I just don't, I've never, I haven't gotten that deep into the device game to where I have it. I got it, I got it on a prime day, you know, like it was cheap. So I just figured I'd see what it was like. No, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just, (laughs) it's like, and it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, there's nothing you can do anyway, right? Like, this stuff is so everywhere right now um, that it's like you even go to your dentist and they've got, you know, like smart stuff. Like, it, it's just like where where products and where everything is landed and ended up and where, yeah. where we're at. Yeah, so like, um, oh man, I guess five or six years ago now, probably, maybe even longer, uh, what was it, Equifax was breached? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember how many records were stolen? It was like I don't remember the exact number, but it was what like I almost was like half of America or something like that. It was like in an absurd amount. I think it like was I'll, I'll look it up, but I think it was 340 million, which is more than everyone in America. Um or was at the time um it was 2017 oh sorry it was 147 million yeah uh and then 15 million british citizens yeah so 160 ish million records i was exaggerating a little bit i Um, mean so like but but in reality like not like it's it's such an absurd number in the first place that that many people's and what they have, like what Equifax has, social security, addresses, right. like that's, every everything that you could possibly not want someone to have, they have it. And especially when we talk about hackers, like you could also social engineer so much information with that too. That's that's what I was getting at. Like the holiest of holy data assigned to your person you have a 50-50 chance of that being in the hands of someone else. Yeah, and and I and that's like that's just one company too. And you look at how many data breaches there have been over the last 10 years, but especially like even just 5 years, 6 years. Like it so many companies, so many people, and we all are notorious for reusing passwords and just different things that it's just yeah, I it's a that's why I I've, I know we focus a lot on the cybersecurity stuff, but it's again like it's the fabric of everything we do, and there's like a risk and concern ev- with everything we do right now, 
And like I said, then we have Neuralink coming and some of this other technology coming. We're like, it's if it's it's gonna feel very ghost in the shellish if someone gets hacked. But like the more technology turns that way, like that's the real that's that's where cybersecurity is going. Um so two two points. One will bring us back to ransomware. Um the the ransomware actors so i said earlier the easiest way to avoid ransomware is back up your stuff and patch your systems um the ransomware gangs started realizing that people were doing that so when they initially gained access they started uh sending data back to their servers so they steal your data now and then they threaten you with releasing the data and this is for companies they extort companies right 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 um or or cities or you know, right. whatever yeah, yeah. It, right. it's a it's high profile targets basically yeah um and you know that's how they extort you uh so you know you just gotta have there there are companies now that are their whole job is to negotiate with ransomware gangs if you didn't know that i did not know that that yeah, is like this is, that how is crazy like some of these ransomware gangs have help desks <laughs> like, it's not funny it's really not funny but it's fucking funny when you put yeah. it that way <laughs> yeah like they, they're they're becoming like they they have business structures um because they make that much money they <laughs> They want you to have an easy experience so that you will pay, right? And then the shitty part is a lot of the times statistics show that if you pay, you're going to get hit again. Now, that's more for a business, not for like a random person. Um, but yeah. How, um, what, what simple... I know you, you've said, is there any programs, scanning, is there, is there anything that you would suggest an average consumer just to have on standby, um, anything to like help with this uh, on a, on a very personal level, not like a, a yeah. corporate or infrastructure level? Yeah. A healthy dose of skepticism. If you get an email that is like your password or whatever like it there's there's a formula to a phishing email and phishing is the easiest way to get credentials so phishing is like you said earlier essentially social engineering um it's going to be an email from they could either spoof an email address so it looks legit or it's going to be from someone you don't know it's going to have a subject line of like you know, here's an invoice or here's your order or, or something like that. And then the message is going to usually have some sort of urgency. Uh, and the urgency is going to end with to do what you need to do. You have to click this link. And so once you click the link, there's a couple ways they can go about it. They can either have you go to uh, a malicious site that looks like the real thing and you enter your credentials in that site 
or if you click the link, it could then just put a payload on your computer. It'll bring you to a site, but that site has uh, a malicious payload on it and it'll start downloading as soon as you get to the site, but it'll be in the background so you don't know. So yeah, just don't click on stuff that like gets sent to you unless you know it's the like from a real person or it's something that you know at one point a lot of people would get viruses from going to websites um is the threat still i mean the threat's always there but is that as commonplace as what it used to be um it depends on you know who makes the website like those those sites where you know you're just building a cookie cutter site i don't know but like if it's like a banking website or stuff like that usually not um there's a whole bunch of stuff now that can protect against that like there's web application firewalls there's um stuff on the the devops side that you can put your code through it'll say hey you've got a, a vulnerability stuff like that you can use that for websites um there are measures uh now if you're sony you don't sanitize your inputs and then all your shit gets leaked through a, a sql injection um yeah. what in terms of like some common household programs or um plug it anything anything on that front that you would suggest or that maybe you do that you think is 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 good we'll say data hygiene or security hygiene you're talking about like uh antivirus yeah anything like that antivirus uh, or any like um like combo fix or like just anything any scanners like is there anything that you've worked with um or you know at home you use that you find to be pretty effective i run windows defender okay they've gotten, they've okay. gotten a lot better um so like you don't necessarily need Kaspersky or Avast. I definitely wouldn't use Avast. It used to be good, not anymore. Um, yeah, you don't need like a paid for virus, antivirus program. Um, Windows Defender is fine. Just don't click on stuff that, you know, you shouldn't like random links and websites, like the big download buttons, don't click those. Oh, that's not going to download what I wanted to? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Good to know. Good to know. So, yeah, just if the easiest way to figure out where something is going is you can hover your mouse over a link. And, like, you can do this right now if you're on your computer watching Twitch. If you go over to your side of people who you follow, you hover your mouse over it. And at the very bottom left, it'll show you where that link leads. So, like... I don't know if I hover over Shroud. Uh, I'm hovering over him, and in the bottom left, I see HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.twitch.tv slash Shroud. So, like, what's wrong with Avast? Um, they were, I think they were bought? Uh, oh, yeah. They were... They bought CCleaner, which is another program that was good. And then their uh, their upload server for like patching and stuff got compromised. <laughs> That's, 
<laughs> you laugh, but like, I don't know if you heard. I mean, about... It's not funny. It's just like, it's well, yeah. So did you hear about the solar winds breach? No, I don't know if I've heard about that. Okay. That happened last year. Um, and solar winds is a giant software firm and they got breached. Uh, and it was their, their patching server, like their, their, um, update server where all their legitimate stuff was. And it was, <laughs> I think it was, I'm trying to remember. I think the malicious version ended up getting signed by Microsoft. So like, wow. Yeah, there was, they were whoever did it, which, you know, we all know who that was. Um, whoever did it, uh, hammered Hebrews arch nemesis. <laughs> Not so hammered <laughs> yeah. Hebrew. I don't. I don't. I was trying to think of something that's. Odd. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, they were they were in there deep, right? Um, and so they got to the actual code and uh, altered the code of some uh, SolarWinds programs. So you know it's. It's uh, it's kind of scary. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to touch on because Don Don put a, a good uh, comment in chat about the Iranian nuclear plant. Yep. Um, so it was a uranium refining facility. It wasn't a nuclear plant um, per se. So they were trying to enrich uranium for you know whatever, possibly a weapons program or energy. Um, there's no official record on who did it, but, uh, speculation is Israel and the U S weren't fans of that. And so they wrote malware to, uh, oh, he was there. Oh, cool. Well, so other people might not know it, but this is Stuxnet, right? So they wrote malware. It's a worm. And what it was doing was it was burning out, um, uh, what is the word? It was burning out their, their uh, machinery. So uh, centrifuges, it was burning out their centrifuges. So in uranium uh, production, there's a certain number of centrifuges that you expect to just burn out just because of the nature of the program. Um, these were burning out at a faster rate than you would expect, but not so fast that it would be noticed. Um, and so eventually it got noticed. And so this is how they kind of bled the enrichment program dry is just by, um, killing the centrifuges. So that's the first instance of malware affecting a control system. Um, second instance came in 2015 in Ukraine, where the Russians shut down Ukraine's power grid or part of it for a couple days. So, that one is called Black Energy. 
So yeah, interesting stuff. Um, did did you watch Mr. Robot? I watched parts of it. Okay. There's there's just one. I don't want to spoil this, but there is one major thing that happens, and I was. Um, uh, if someone wanted to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. And let's say they like how feasible if if someone especially like the let's say financial grid let's say let's say there was a coordinated attack like they wanted to truly watch the world burn and they let's say were able to get the resources and to do or attempt a a hack on every major bank what what how would it not happen what what prevention measures like how do you like what do you like what would stop that from ever happening in real life is that like Um, a real threat you think if someone wanted to watch america or the u.s or whatever country right wanted to watch any country in the world just fall to the ground so they attack all their major banks there like so I don't know enough about the financial sector to answer that. Sure, because I know you mentioned it's specific protocols, and it's it's a different, it's it, there's different security and layers and things. But yeah, so um, she put in the chat, uh, terrifying to think NERC sites can be breached, homemade bomb to kill you, and you build it. So I'll touch on that. Um, our infrastructure, our electric grid has a lot of um, redundancy built in. And so if you were to bring down one major substation or two major substations, it probably wouldn't actually affect that much. I mean, like NERC was founded because of the rolling blackouts that happened in New York. God, I don't even remember what, when that was now. That was probably 20 years ago now so um that was a big driver of why NERC was founded NERC is a regulator in they report to uh FERC which is the Federal Energy Regulation Commission um but yeah so I can't speak to finance but I can speak to electricity and even if they shut down the grid there's something called black start uh procedures okay which is where you start generating power from nothing uh so and this is all public like this is all stuff you can yeah, google yeah, yeah. um so we have ways of restoring power um but the amount of redundancy built into the grid is sufficient enough to where we i'm not going to say we're immune but we're hardened sure um sure there's there's some fail safes and 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 it's like you said it's layered into you know we're we're building the plan around things bad things happening so we can make sure ultimately the worst things don't happen sure the the difference in ukraine so their electric grid got hit twice um some of their servers were on the internet 
Um, so that's why they were affected. Um, the Fukushima was a weather event. Yeah, I thought that was, was from a storm. I thought that was from like a... Yeah, that was a, a typhoon. Um, and then Texas, which you should be, I imagine, very familiar with. Yes, very familiar with. Um, Texas is actually... I'm trying to think. It's not... It's not... I don't want to say it's not connected to the national grid, um, but essentially there's legislation in Texas to where they don't need to winterize their stuff, right? Because they well, from my understanding, we're not. Well, one only one portion of Texas is on the national grid. The yeah. rest of Texas is on its own state yes. grid. Okay, so yep. that from my and this is I. I I did a lot of research on this because I I had no clue, so I had to do a lot of research. But El Paso, because it's so BFE Texas, we'll say, is on I believe the Western grid. So what happened is, and so if people don't know, there's three power grids in the United States: the Western grid, the Eastern grid, and the Texas grid. Why did Texas do this? Because they wanted to avoid federal regulation, so they put themselves on their own grid. They get to make their own rules about it. What is interesting is let's say I want to be an energy mogul. I could get, you know, hammered and I it's uh, we'll call it the, the wolf and hammered energy company. And tomorrow we go into some small town in Texas, put up our power grid and we can start a bidding war for energy with all of the neighboring places. And we can go and get customers and we could start literally our own energy company overnight. Yep. And you can do that because it there's no centralization. There's not it's it's built it's built for this. Like the the, the way the economy is and everything and, and this whole thing. It's built to be like this. Um and so it's actually funny, not to deter you much, but what's funny is if you ever go flying in Texas, there are those little kiosks in Texas in the airports and people ask you what, where do you live? And they'll try to sell you electricity. They'll try to get you to sign up to their service. Yeah. Um, so yes. So, and because they're not connected to the national grid, they're not on a nurse. So they don't have to winterize. Um, they haven't had to before. Um, so it made sense at the time, but then you figure out, you found out what happens when you don't winterize your stuff. Well, what's, what's interesting is 10 years ago, cause the storm just happened the past year, 10 years ago, they had a similar storm. And yeah. at the time they didn't winterize because they kept saying this was a once in a lifetime event. Yep. Mm -hmm. And within 10 years, we've now had two once in a lifetime events. Yeah. So, um, the, the people unfortunately suffered because of someone else's, I don't know, greed or just lack of wanting to be regulated. Yeah. I, I gross lack of foresight. Um, and, and, and again, <laughs> that foresight is 
you know, if you were an energy and a lot that goes back to lobbying. Really, this all like you know, it's like the, I can't I can't come up with a better reason not to allow lobbying, but there's no other place in the U.S. that for money would would this setup exist or happen? Yeah, I mean, and then you have someone like PG&E who just sets the state of California on fire once every year. What? Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's an exaggeration. That's, no, that's but exaggeration, yeah, but. no. I mean, like, what, what? What was? What was funny is not. This is not funny at all. So their new strategy to fight this, um, is just to not have power. So their one tool to fight these this weather condition, these weather conditions, is to just kill the power. So for Thanksgiving. My mom, who lives in Southern California, and my stepdad, they go camping. They come back, and they found out that the power keeps getting cut because the winds kicked up, and they were afraid that the fire was going to happen. So after the last set of fires, the, the power company's new strategy was just, we'll just kill the power. And so, one, we were in COVID this last Christmas, and obviously, and so my mom was like, well, I don't know if we want people over one COVID very serious, having people around vaccines weren't really, you know, available. And then two, we didn't know if we'd even have power because the winds kicked up and the actually it was just like a week or two before Christmas, they had to kill the power again. So talking to California and their, their strategy to solve the power company's strategy to solve this was just like, Hey, fuck, if there's no power, you can't have a, you can't. There's no fires if the winds kick up. Yeah, so part of that is um, it's called load shed. Um, so the electric system has a load that it needs to meet demand. Um, if that load is too much, the lines can't support it. Um, there's a lot of math involved in I'm not smart enough to actually understand it. Right. Uh, but load shed is a legitimate uh, way to, like in the name, get rid of load. Uh, so you have substations that open breakers, uh, and it's kind of counterintuitive. So when I say open a breaker, power gets cut. When a breaker is closed, the circuit is complete, so power flows. Um, so they open breakers um, and certain communities or areas are without power for a certain amount of time. Um, so yeah, that's a legitimate strategy. Usually it's used for, like I said, load shed. Um, right, right. And there are entities that determine um, what that load needs to be like near me um it's pjm which is they do a whole bunch of states um east coast to the midwest i think um and so they calculate the load that's needed and you know if you have too much load you load shed or if you have more you bring up like gas generators or whatever to produce more load um, and that's generation transmission and that's where the regulation is distribution like is 
power lines to your home, that's not regulated. In your world, like it, it, the U.S. is a pretty notorious poor infrastructure, at least in current state. It's getting how, better. Um, how how does that impact you with like a system that has maybe a more analog system, or just like in 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 the world of cybersecurity, like because everybody uses a computer, but everybody's got kind of different stuff. We'll say like, does that is there is there any impact or design changes like what is 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 how how does that how, like is there any concern there um from from your perspective of how things are set up um yes and no so like okay. the big concern for us is because our control systems are so deep in our network. Like you have to get through multiple levels of firewalls. There's access points, uh, logical access points, um, you know, two-factor authentication, all that good stuff. Um, that it's just easier to physically go to the substation or the plant or whatever. Um, like... PGE again, there was this is pretty famous actually. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what year it was. But there was people who it was they had they suspect it was AK 47s. So they knew their stuff because they knew where the underground phone lines were. They cut the phone lines so that the um, automatic alarm couldn't get to 911. Um, they shot, so in a substation, the transformers, the giant transformers in substations have oil tanks. Those oil tanks help regulate temperatures of the transformers. They shot the oil tanks so that they would drain out. Um, and that's how they destroyed the substation. Um, if you want to read about it, I'll post a Wikipedia link in the chat. It's super interesting. Like they they coordinated this attack. They they had flashlights to like start and then stop the shooting, um, and then nothing else happened since then. Uh, there's been nothing like it since then, which is wild. So they don't know if it was, you know, someone testing an assault plan or you know sure whatever. sure sure but uh yeah that's an interesting one this is all super cool stuff sorry I, i'm like this is i don't know again i i get enthralled because one i'm a cyberpunk like nerd like that genre like my favorite anime probably is like ghost in the shell and it's just it's all about hacking right and it's all like and and, and how you stop hacking is cybersecurity is, is is what you do. And I know I've brought up Neuralink a couple of times, but it's like it's super weird to think that if someone has like a Neuralink, like there there is there there is a chance that someone in our lifetime could get hacked. Like an actual person could get hacked. And how you defend that and how all the things stop and prevent it come from a place of you know security. So 
Um, anything else you want to chat about? I know I've kept you late. I know it's getting pretty late where you are too. I don't. I want to be you know courteous of your time, but anything else you want to bring up, chat about anything, pressing you? Uh, no. I mean, I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, this has been fun. Um, I have to get up super early tomorrow, so yeah, that's why uh, I just realized what time, and I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. No, no, um, no need to apologize. This is this is fun. Uh, good use of time, you know. Cool, man. Well, hey, I I appreciate you taking some time today. Um, and I'll let you get to bed. And um, I know some of these rounds, I'm gonna put out a QA form for people to have. So I there may there may be some follow-up chats and discussions and things so um i'll let you know if we get any questions or anything on that but thanks for taking some time tonight and sitting down with me i know i know chat was pretty pretty into this too and just uh yeah man thanks for thanks for taking some time i really appreciate absolutely. it dude. absolutely have a good night dude thanks uh, see ya